This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance industry provides individualized protection on more than 490 million acres of farmland. Good Wednesday afternoon, I'm Spencer Chase. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan says he thinks the agency has already put its best argument forward on a legal challenge to the use of a key farm input. Regan was before a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee today to discuss the agency's budget request. He and Alabama Republican Katie Britt engaged in a back-and-forth about a Ninth Circuit ruling on the use of chlorpyrifos. That ruling led to a ban from the agency in 2021 to revoke all food tolerances for the chemical. When Britt pressed for an answer on whether or not EPA had or would appeal that decision, Regan didn't get specific. So let me just be clear that the courts in its writing express serious frustrations with the agency's decisions in the past and express serious frustrations with where we were on chlorpyrifos, on endangered species and the like. So, you know, you, you can only tempt fate for so many times. And what I pledge to do as administrator is respect the letter of the law. Regan also pledged to work with Nebraska Republican Deb Fisher on technical assistance to make E15 more accessible. Fisher has led a bill to allow the fuel to be sold nationwide and year-round. USDA made a big announcement toward its goal to localize the economic benefits of production agriculture on Wednesday. AgriPulse's Lydia Johnson has more. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced $420 million in funding today to strengthen the country's food supply chain infrastructure. The funding is in addition to $400 million previously announced to stand up a dozen regional food business centers. The centers will cover all states and territories in the U.S. Vilsack says the announcement will provide small and mid-sized producers with the resources to create a more diversified and resilient food system. I'm confident that over the course of the next several years, we're going to begin to see small and mid-sized producers have not just a single way to make money of selling a crop or raising livestock or getting a government payment, but actually will have multiple ways. USDA's new Resilient Food Systems Infrastructure Program is expected to expand capacity and processing for non-meat and poultry production. Vilsack says it will give regional leaders the tools they need to improve supply chain infrastructure. The announcement today is really designed to provide a complement to the meat and poultry uh, announcements that we've made and will continue to make throughout this year. Uh, I anticipate and expect that the secretaries of agriculture and commissioners of agriculture will understand and appreciate where in their community and in their state the need is uh, in terms of distribution or warehousing or transportation or processing for non-meat and poultry products. The USDA Agricultural Marketing Service will partner with departments of agriculture in all states and territories to deploy the program. Jackie Fadka has more in her story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Lydia Johnson. Finally today, red meat exports in Mexico are on a good pace this year. Dan Hallstrom is the president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He says year-over-year exports for the first two months of 2023 were about 15% higher. And the recovery from the coronavirus pandemic is a big reason why. You have a definite rebound in the food service industry post-COVID. We realized some of that rebound in 2022, but we'll, we'll realize the rest of that rebound here in 2023. So having a food service sector, tourism, hotels, business hotels that are occupied. He says global economics and purchasing power are also coming into play. 
while we've talked a lot about having a strong U.S. dollar in Asia, we have a little bit of the opposite in Mexico. So common cuts like chuck rolls, for example, the, the Mexican market might be a little more competitive than it has in the past vis-a-vis some of our export opportunities into the Asian market. In addition to the 15% volume increase, beef exports to Mexico are up about 13% in value. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 490 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.